one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually actually I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. No, we're not. But we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And before we get started, we want to remind you that you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group where the password is serums. There is also a Forever 35 subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Forever 35. And we love to hear from you. Please call us, text us, email us. You can leave us a voicemail or a text at 781-591-0390. You can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. You know, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but we do always appreciate a rating and or review on Apple Podcasts. And we also appreciate it when you tell friends about our show. So please do all of those things. We appreciate you. We really do. Thank you so much. 
for supporting us over the years. Yeah. And Kate, I'm so excited about this episode. This is the requested, can we please hear from some essential workers episode? Yeah. So as a reminder, or if you didn't hear the original request, we received some listener feedback, which we'll read up here at the top of this episode, um, asking that we really try to do a deeper dive into what this pandemic and self-care looks like for people who are on the front lines. Because as you may have noticed, if you've listened to the show before, or if you're brand new, Dory and I work from home. We worked from home before this pandemic. We spend a lot of time talking about our sweatsuits and if we're ever going to wear jeans again. And it's true. Quite, quite frankly, there are people who are who are working in person, who are, you know, working on the front lines, who may not be able to relate to a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. So we've sent out a request for feedback and experiences from essential workers who listen to the show. And we're so grateful that so many of you wrote in, called in, sent voice memos, sent texts. Um, We literally couldn't make this show without you. So thank you. So to kick things off, should we revisit the original uh, email request that we received? Let's do that. Okay. So this person wrote to us um, and they said in very kind words that they felt that our quarantine content has become increasingly difficult to listen to. I am an essential worker and my experience of this COVID year, along with many listeners, I'm guessing, has been so different from those who have been able to work from home. At this point, I consider it a dream and a luxury to be able to do things like forgo work clothes and bras for comfies, have time to explore different approaches to cooking lunch, take my mask off to eat in the safety of my own home, or even spend so much time around my family for them to start getting on my nerves. I would love to hear an episode where you address specific questions related to the stresses that doctors, nurses, retail workers, teachers, and all other essential workers have been going through this year. Having to interact with the general public on a daily basis is a particularly scary thing right now. It would be wonderful to hear from others who are going through this traumatic experience. So, um, listener, original listener, we so appreciate this message because it it resulted in this episode. So thank you for reaching out. Yeah. So um, here's how one person responded. They felt very seen by that message. They said, as an essential worker, I was so grateful for the message that person sent in to you ladies, as I too could not really pinpoint my resentment. I enjoyed so much of the podcast, such as a mental break every time I tune in, get some great ideas. But I did feel a bit of resentment because so much did not apply to me. I still had to get up, prepare, go to work and put on my PPE face the public every day to the point of exhaustion, sacrifice my personal life, no time to worry about gray roots or dry hands. I am just happy that someone brought it up. And they very nicely said, I just love you guys, truly. Being able to listen and unwind, get ideas for new products and regimens. I appreciate the woman pointing out that self-care and survival looks different for those of us who are, quote, essential. I would love to work from home and struggle with the idea of establishing a routine while in PJs, but instead, I'm always worried about washing, sanitizing. The latest anxiety inducer is will my mask strap break and the impact all these masks are having on the environment. I would love to hear more about how people are balancing the rest of their lives while still working full time. The struggle is real. Mm. You know, I think it's a really interesting thing that the original um, emailer and then this listener bring up 
just in like in feeling, I mean, resentment is a word they both use, but also like things that it feels like many people are dealing with, like those of us who are in the stay home world, that it does not apply to you. And I imagine it must, resentment seems to make total sense to me. Like it's got to be really effing annoying and frustrating to hear people's like woes of making bread when you're getting up every day and dealing with COVID on the front lines. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's, and also just, I was just thinking about all the kind of like extra stuff that they have to do. Yeah. You know, it's not just like roll out of bed and go to work. It's like what she says, you know, washing, sanitizing, will your mask break? Like just, it's like stress on stress on stress. Yeah. That's a really interesting point you bring up because that was kind of a recurring thing that people mention that we'll hear throughout this episode is, is you're right. Like they're, it's not just their regular, it's not just your regular job anymore, even though you're still going to work. And that is, um, frankly, I can't, I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah. Um, that's really hard. Um, yeah. We received a text from someone who said, as a physician working in the hospital, I too feel disconnected from the quote, typical pandemic experience. On my better days, I feel grateful that I get to continue with meaningful work with incredible colleagues. On my hard days, I feel stuck, terrified, and overwhelmed. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, that, uh, I mean, I, all we can say is that we see you. That sounds really tough. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it just feels, I, I imagine it must feel never ending. So yeah, that's frustrating. All right. Should we hear some voices of essential workers? Yeah. So in this, the first half before we take a break, we've got some people working in um, medical fields. So we're going to kick things off with a medical frontline worker voicemail. Self-care in the time of COVID. Oh, man, that's a, that's a pretty big question. Because um, on one hand, the answer is easy. As in, self-care, what self-care? But on the other hand, um, all year I've been just not beating myself up about doing things I want to do. Like, you know, yeah, I ate too much and I drank too much and I put on about 30 pounds this year. My scrubs totally don't fit correctly. Uh, but on the other hand, the other option seems to have been a nervous breakdown. So I got a little fat. Now, at the beginning of 2021, I, um, I've come to terms with the fact that Every day at the hospital is going to be a shit show. It's still going to be scary. It's still going to be full of COVID people. I'm still going to do CPR on people who are exhaling COVID virus at me. I'm, um, it's just going to be how it is for a while going forward. And the trade off can't be my own body. So I let it go for 2020. And I'm reining it back in for 2021. And you know what? It it feels better. It gives me a little more optimism and hope that by uh, treating myself well, eating well, drinking enough water, 
actually going for an intentional walk in the sunshine. All of that feels good. I remember why I, that used to be my life <laughs> until COVID came and derailed everything. So I hope that helps. Um, basically, that answer boils down to I'm taking care of myself again. And that'll let me keep taking care of other people. Mm. What a, what a, makes me emotional hearing you say that. Yeah. And I'm so glad this listener is finding things that feel good for their, their body and their mental well-being. Yeah. And it sounds like this listener is giving themselves grace, which I imagine must be tough under the circumstances as well. Yeah, definitely. All right. We have an RN who weighed in. Hi, my name is Katie. Um, I live in Southwest Michigan and I am calling in response to your request for information for how the pandemic has been for essential workers. I am a frontline um, healthcare worker as an RN on an acute inpatient unit. And my husband is also an essential worker. He works in retail at a business that's considered essential in our state. Uh, so this means that our day-to-day -day lives um, have not changed as dramatically as they have for other people as far as our schedule goes. Um, of course, um, everything about our what makes up our days is very different, uh, just like it is uh, for the rest of the country. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was really scared. Um, not so much that... Um, I would catch COVID or someone in my family would catch COVID um, since we are um, at a lower risk for having um, complications uh, from the disease. Uh, but what I was terrified of um, was that our health our hospital system would be overwhelmed, like what we were seeing happening in, the New, in New York um, or what's closer to home for me um, in the Detroit area. Fortunately, in our area, the initial surge was not as bad as it was in large metropolitan areas. Um, so that gave our healthcare system time to prepare and plan. Um, but after a summer of lower numbers uh, this fall, we um, did surge again, um, this time worse than it was in the spring. And the unit I work on became uh, first part COVID and then all COVID. We had the benefit of planning and time and adequate amounts of PPE. Um, but what we couldn't create um, were enough healthcare workers to take care of the increased patients that we had. Um, this isn't a challenge that is um, unique to um, our area. It's happening all over the country. Um, and it meant that uh, my coworkers and myself had to pick up extra shifts to meet the, the need for the patients we had. Um, my initial panic at going to work and facing overwhelming amounts of patients without proper resources or PPE um, has subsided, um, but the past two months have been tough. Um, our floor rarely sees uh, patients die, um, but since Thanksgiving, we have had a large um, number of patients die. I don't know what the numbers are, um, but it's been hard on my team members and myself. We also have seen a much higher acuity in the patients that we're taking care of, including high flow oxygen, which is something that um, we never would have uh, taken care of on our floor uh, prior to COVID. With all that being said, though, I view this pandemic as the equivalent of our generation's world war. Um, 
I have felt really called to serve my community uh, during this time, and I feel proud of the work that I've done. I don't regret choosing this profession, and if anything, I have found even greater meaning in the work that I have been doing. Uh, I've really appreciated your show during this time, uh, Forever 35, and I'm here for you, especially helped at the beginning. Um, It kind of helped to normalize um, an abnormal situation, and it also helped to hear that other people were having similar emotions, even if their individual experience of the pandemic were different. It's also been heartening to hear you two take the pandemic so seriously when not everyone in this country has taken it um, as seriously. Anyway, um, things are getting better here. Um, The numbers in our area are going down. Um, I also got the second dose of the vaccine last Friday. The side effects from it did kind of kick my butt, um, but I would do it again. It was so fucking worth it. Um, And it is the ultimate self-care. Um, as an essential worker, I might not be sharing the experience of working from home or school over Zoom um, since my kiddo is not school age, but I do feel connected to your experience of athleisure wear. Um, on my days off when I'm not wearing scrubs, which, let's be real, are basically um, just a step up from pajamas anyway, um, I've been hardcore embracing yoga pants, cozy tops, and thick soft socks. Uh, so I'm going to sign off Uncomfortable Shoes Never elastic waistbands forever thanks so much oh yeah you are (laughs) i love that the vaccine is the ultimate Mm -hmm. self-care amen powerful stuff yeah thank Um, you yeah calling thank you i was unbelievable getting to hear about your experience and I was thinking about what they said about us taking it seriously. And mm-hmm. I and reflected on the fact that you now having gone through COVID with your spouse who had a, I don't want to say a mild case, but like, what, how would you like had, you know, is, is doing okay. And it was still extraordinarily hard. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I've kind of been describing it is like, I think in the context of COVID, he had a quote unquote mild case. It still knocked him on his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a real way. And he is not someone who he doesn't get sick very much anyway. And then when he does get sick, he, you know, he's usually fine within like a day or two or, you know, we'll be like up and about. And he was just knocked out. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's hear one more voicemail. Hi, Kat and Dor. This is um, a message in response to your call for health worker messages um, or essential worker messages. I'm, a- I'm actually not a healthcare worker. Um, but my husband is, and so our household has been really affected by the pandemic the last 10 plus months. I guess the main thing that I wanted to share is just feeling so alienated from people who are not healthcare workers or not dealing with the public on a regular basis um, and maybe like don't have basic 
tell, you know, facts about the pandemic. Um, it just really surprises me that people continue to try to do normal things like meet up with friends or like go to the movies and things like that. Um, or go to restaurants. In my state, there is still some dine-in um, options. It just shocks me that some people or a lot of people are continuing to live um, life as usual when um, through at least my husband's line of work, we see that things are not the way they should be. There was a big outbreak of COVID on my husband's unit a couple months ago. And a lot of people were getting sick, you know, and at the same time, I would have friends or see on Facebook people asking questions about getting together. Is it okay to go to my in-laws for this holiday? That And it's like, I'm at the point where I don't even want to respond because I don't understand why people are still asking these questions. This disease is killing so many people and making so many people sick. And I don't understand why more people aren't aware of that. Um, at times I feel like I'm living in the upside down, if you're familiar with Stranger Things. So I wanted to get that off my chest. Thank you for putting that call out. And I hope everyone stays safe and just think about what you're doing. Your actions have consequences, whether you know it or not, or whether you're there to see it or not. Thank you. I'm so glad this listener said that. <sighs> Me too. I mean, that is the reality of this. And, I, and there's been so much misinformation, disinformation, bad information that um, I think it has just caused there to be this real, um, I, I, I don't even know what you call it. I don't even know how to explain what's going on right now. Um, yeah. But I appreciate this person's voice because I do believe that the more people that speak out and share them, like one person may hear you and it might totally. I know, I know everybody always says that it's so cheesy, but truly it might change one person's mind. And with COVID that can impact potentially tens to hundreds yeah. of lives. Yeah. 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 <sighs> <sighs> well, Kate, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we are going to be hearing from some people who work in schools. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. 
It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me me just tell you why. Yeah, get into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? (laughs) No, no, I was just going to say like I... I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how it could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. All right, we are back. This first email is from someone who says they are a teacher and dorm parent at a boarding school in New England. We've been open since August. Not only do I teach a full bill of in-person classes, hard enough right now, but I live with and care for about 20 middle schoolers in the mornings, after school, and evenings in the dorm. My life is utterly consumed with enforcing COVID protocols. I wear a mask up to 14 hours a day, for up to 12, sometimes 20 days consecutively. To paint you a picture, think of navigating the inside of your typical grocery store right now. Imagine that was how you had to navigate your living space and you've got a pretty good idea. It has been enormously stressful living with so many children, some of whom come from families that may not believe in COVID safety protections. We have just discovered one positive case in our dormitory, and I'm currently waiting on my test results to see if I have COVID. The best thing that we can do to support essential workers, and there are millions who are way more essential than me, is to do our best to abide by COVID safety protocols. 
Things that seem like annoyances or inconveniences are in place to make sure hospitals don't get overwhelmed and schools and businesses can be safe for those inside. If you overhear a friend or relative maligning restrictions and mask wearing, correct them. And lastly, never, ever send a sick child to school. I can't imagine in normal times navigating the physical and emotional needs of middle schoolers, of 20 middle schoolers. No, I I didn't even really realize that there were boarding schools that took middle schoolers. Oh, in no. my mind, they all take they all start in high school, but I guess they don't. And the thing that that is so intense about this is that this person doesn't get a break like even in their own home. No. Because their home is a dorm. Yes. Like so, oh it's not even God. like come home from teaching, yeah, and can take your mask off and chill, yeah. Like, oh my God, that is rough. Yeah, and 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 the other thing that really stood out to me about this situation, and I imagine other teachers are experiencing this um, at all sorts of schools, is dealing then with children whose parents may not believe in COVID protocols. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, that's, and then you are responsible not for your own safety, the safety of other kids and the safety of that kid and the safety of whoever else, your family, your colleagues. I mean, that is, that has the, the, the mental stress of that has got to be enormous. Totally. Well, I, I think that this listener makes such an important reminder is that the best thing to do is to abide by COVID safety protocols. I think mm-hmm. like I think about this in my own life, like when I'm like about to like maybe go for a bike ride with my kids or do something. And it's like, we've got to also be really careful because like I can't go to the hospital right now with a broken leg. Like I do you know what I mean? Like I can't add yeah. to the rush of people at hospitals. Totally. Like, it, it's not happening. So they're like, even in our even in the ways in which we are practicing like, you know, socially distant behavior, we still have like, there's so many things we can do to try to hopefully, you know, make sure the hospitals don't get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Luckily I haven't broken my leg. Yeah. Thank God. Kate. Yeah. But anyway, this is um, really a really interesting perspective. I'm so glad they shared. Yeah. I think speaking of breaking your leg, I think I mentioned on this podcast how I, did I mention this? How I sliced my finger like right around Christmas, but yes, but you didn't want to go, go to the hospital. hospital. Yeah, I mean it's like mostly fine now, but like it was a it was a it's an intense cut. I'll put it that way. I think it. I think in normal times, I'm I would have considered yeah going at least to an urgent care, although it was probably might have been too late. Anyway, it, yeah, I, I, but I was like, no way. No, <laughs> I'd say that to my kids, where I'm like, we cannot hurt ourselves right now yeah that, yeah uh, I'm sure that's not a helpful parenting advice to them but well it is what it is all right let's all right. hear from a school social worker hey guys um i was just cooking dinner in my kitchen and had to pause the pod um because i literally said out loud yes um when you're playing the voicemail from the essential worker um, I'm really thankful that you guys played that voicemail. That's definitely something that's been really difficult for me. I am a social worker um, in a public high school in a state where schools are reopened. 
Um, and I cannot put into words the sheer amount of terror um, that going to work every day brings. Um, and I find myself um, really, really angry a lot of the time. And I'm not angry at individual people. Well, I'm angry at, you know, like the government. But um, I find myself being really resentful of my friends sometimes who do have the luxury of working from home. Um, you know, I had a friend the other day say that she's now going only to the grocery store in the morning, first thing in the morning, because that's the only time it feels comfortable for her. And, you know, there's a part of me that wanted to be like, oh, well, that must be nice that, you know, be able to make that choice about your safety. But it's not her fault that she doesn't have to go to work in a building um, with lots of other people. But, um, yeah, it's been really, really challenging, and it can feel really isolating. Um, I have some really great friends at work, but um, outside of that, you know, I'm the only one in my group of friends who does have to put themselves in this position every day. Um, and it can just feel really lonely and isolating because I think until you are in this position, um, it's really hard to understand what that would feel like. And I just really don't think that discussions around the physical and mental health safety of school-based staff um, are taken into account when discussions around school openings are happening. So um, I don't have any really great words of advice. Um, you know, I try and make time for myself, but um, I just wanted the listener or the person that called in to say, you know, I hear that it's really hard and scary. Um, and I would love to hear from other listeners who are feeling the same way. Um, thanks for everything you do. Okay. Bye. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I have so much respect for her for acknowledging that, like, no, it's not her friend's fault that, you know, she works from home and she can go to the grocery store, but like, she is still kind of allowed to feel resentful, if that makes sense. Yes, a hundred percent. I think that, I think a hundred percent. And that's, that's where I think there is a really big disconnect. Um, going on is that the people who do not have to have to work in person or work on the front lines in this way just don't truly understand and can't really grasp what it's like yeah i mean i know i can't no i can't either <laughs> at all i mean i and and honestly to my own embarrassment i don't think i had fully thought through I, like I obviously I had intellectually, but I don't think I had fully thought through how unfair and how anxiety inducing and how stressful it must be to take on an entirely additional job. So like you're a teacher, but now you are also a COVID safety, you know, right. Enforcer. Right. Yes. yes. And, or, you know, you work in retail. I mean, any, any, like people are taking on additional and a massive additional stress and responsibility that is was not part of their job requirements in the least or the career yeah. you know like and so that is just that's just beyond comprehension and um i think that's happening to many people right now so i'm i'm so grateful to be hearing about people's experiences totally all right we've all got right. a oh sorry dory oh no go ahead i was going to say we we have uh, a couple more teachers who reached out to us this person is a teacher in texas Hi, Kate and Dory. Uh, I am calling in response to the listener who wrote about self-care for essential workers. 
Um, this listener's question really resonated with me because I'm a teacher in Texas and we've been working in person since the beginning of the school year. And it's been very challenging and scary and frustrating. And sometimes it is really difficult to hear people complaining about working from home, even though I know everyone has their own struggles, but I would give anything to be able to stay home and um, stay safe. Um, I unfortunately caught COVID because of working in the classroom. So I am really struggling with feeling angry and feeling very helpless right now as we return back to school and our COVID numbers are higher than ever. A couple of things I've done to take care of myself during this time is just radical and unapologetic self-care. I make no apologies for doing all the COVID safety things, even though people might be a little judgy. Um, I recently purchased a reusable N95 respirator called an Invo mask, um, which was recommended to me in a Facebook group for teachers. Um, I also have put extremely strict boundaries on working at home on the weeknights or weekends, which is really unusual for teachers. Um, But I've just decided I'm not going to work at home. I'm only working during my contract hours as much as I possibly can. And of course, doing all the Forever 35 on brand things like face masks and exercising and resting. Um, I hope this helps. And shout out to the Forever 35 Teachers Group, which has also been a big help to me. Thanks so much for your podcast. You guys have been uh, such a huge part of my self-care. Thanks. Oh, shout out to those Forever 35 teachers. That's I was just, cool. yeah, I'm so glad that they have a Facebook group to support each other. Yeah. And I, I loved what this listener said about radi- radical self-care or, or how did they phrase it? Unapologetic in their choices. Yeah. And basically, just the, they, I mean, it was a more polite way of saying, I don't give a fuck about (laughs) you know um what anyone might think of their self-care choices and i loved what they had to say about setting boundaries yes and the working just within your hours yes yes which you know i think for teachers as as this person said is especially tough because the expectation is there that you're just going to be working constantly we heard from another teacher who is a high school teacher. Hello, Cat and Door. Um, I am a high school teacher in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yes, at Charlottesville. We were counter-protesting the Nazis. Um, and we have been in person since the beginning of the year. Um, we've had some students who are Uh, in person, actually, some who are remote here in Charlottesville and some who are remote in a different time zone. So it's been the biggest challenge of my teaching career. And um, I've gone into work every single day afraid because I have um, almost one-year-old son, a science baby, and um, my husband, who's a medical researcher, he actually does uh, COVID research, among other things, is in the high-risk category as a type 1 diabetic. So 
on top of dealing with regular postpartum depression, um, then the pandemic hit. So going back into school was truly terrifying. Um, but it, it has been so worth it. You know, um, it has been so worth it to see kids in person and see the difference we make in their lives and connect with them. And it, it has been so much better than Zoom school. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful that I get to do this job every single day. Um, that's, that's really where I am right now. It's just filled with gratitude, filled with gratitude for my husband, who's willing to take these risks every day to um, do research, uh, filled with gratitude for the caregivers at my son's daycare who put themselves at risk to take care of him, um, filled with gratitude for my students uh, who give me purpose and joy every day, um, and filled with gratitude for my family who um, has supported me throughout this entire time, um, and gratitude for you both um, who've given me hope. So thank you so much. Hope you're well. Bye. I feel like after every voice, I'm like, oh, <laughs> but, but that is, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I have gratitude for this listener for sharing this with us. So thank you, listener. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I just appreciate hearing your, your thoughts on the experience and how it was scary. It was terrifying and is still terrifying. I'm sure that fear never goes away, but also just hearing you talk about it. Um, and from that perspective was really interesting. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, All right. brings us to break number two. Sure does. Uh, and when we come back, we'll hear um, from a few more essential workers and uh, hear some of the self-care practices they are living with right now. Okay. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel. I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. 
OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right. We have returned. I loved this email because it's from someone it's from a it's from a person who I feel like we don't we don't hear from people with this job very often. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated this perspective. Hello there. I'm a 911 operator. This pandemic has been such a struggle. Where I live, we aren't allowed to go to anyone's houses, including at Christmas. We found this out when I was at work. Nothing like getting bad news while working a job where all you hear is bad news for a living. My self-care consists of baths. I love them. I love bubbles and lush bath bombs. I pretty much have one a day, sometimes two. Working out. I work out almost daily. My job is one adrenaline rush after another, and we sit for 12 hours, five shifts in a row. I need something to work off my adrenaline even after a 12-hour shift. My commute. I drive a half hour each way. This helps me decompress on the drive home. I listen to you guys, Busy Phillips or Gretchen Rubin. Ooh, we're in such great company. Thank you. When I get home, I'm calmer and not wanting to snap on everyone in the house. I know these are pretty standard self-care things, but they help. Oh, I forgot an important one. Coffee. My Nespresso machine is heaven in a cup. I mean, you're speaking my language there. I mean, this is another one of those jobs where, like, it's stressful in non-COVID times. Yeah. Like, talking about that adrenaline, having to calm down after work and burn off the adrenaline, I... I cannot imagine. And just, I mean, the constant, it's just constant, like, like this person said. Yeah. Constant bad news. Like, oh, and then to add COVID on top of that, my gosh, you need like all the lush bath bombs. I wish I could just, just send you like a I know. crate of them. Crate. <laughs> Yes. A huge crate shows up at her at this like person's house. Giant, comically large, like wooden ones. You have to open yes. the crowbar. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then all the all the bath bombs just come like tumbling out. Yep, that's what I'm envisioning. Also, that's what you deserve. You deserve this, listener. Yeah. We want to make this happen for so you. Does everyone who has reached out to us, you need yes. crates of bath bombs. Oh, I wish we could do that. I know. Mm. Well, at least we can fantasize about it. We can. It's true. Well, thank you. This was so uh, interesting to hear about yeah. that experience. Thank you for sharing. Um, here's uh, an essential worker from the Northeast. They say, my top three self-care practices are taking t- extra time for my skin care to offset the effects of wearing a respirator. I got bad fungal acne from the extra humidity. A chore chart to help delegate chores to my husband who works from home and doing at-home workouts regularly and doing stretching and foam rolling before bed no matter what. I've also established a routine of calling my mom on my drive home to help decompress and switch my brain back to, quote, not in the hospital mode at the end of the day. Mm. I love that, calling your mom. And like literally having to switch your brain back. Yeah. It's like a 
conscious switch flip. I almost said Fitch slip, but that's, that's not what I meant to say. That's okay. The words came. Yeah, that they did. Yeah. That's, um, that I think must be really, really hard. That transition from work into non-work as an essential worker, especially we're hearing from people who there's like, for many of them, there is no off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) All right. Okay. Let's hear another voicemail. Dory, this listener wanted to call in and recommend a book. Hi, Kate and Dory. My name's Julia. I'm 24 and I'm from Massachusetts. I am currently in PA school, getting my master's in healthcare. So that means I've been rotating through different clinical sites of hospitals, um, primary care settings, offices during this pandemic, which has been interesting, um, kind of stressful, kind of rewarding, um, just the overwhelming, you know, fact that it's grad school, trying to, you know, live my life and stuff like that. But I just wanted to kind of suggest a book to the listeners. I don't really know if you guys do book like suggestions or anything like that, but it's called Braiding Sweetgrass. It's by Robin Wall Kimmer. This book has been more amazing than I could have even imagined it was going to be. It really um, talks about the author's connection with nature and the world and how everything is connected. And I've found that in times like this, where especially kind of being outdoors is the only real way people can kind of get out, it really just kind of makes you think in a way that you wouldn't have thought otherwise and really makes you feel grounded and connected to the world and really in control, Um, control of your thoughts, control of the way you perceive things and how you appreciate the world around you when, you know, um, everything's kind of crazy and being outside is really, um, really important to a lot of people now. So um, inaccessible. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to maybe um, suggest that I think that she would also be an amazing person to interview. I don't know if you do interview requests, but I would really love to hear from her. Her name is Robin Wall Kimmer, um, and the book is Braiding Sweetgrass. Um, just want to say thank you so much. Um, I listen to your podcast every day to and from work, and it really, really kind of helps me focus and take my mind off of the crazy day I've had. So thanks. Bye. Uh, we take all suggestions. We take book recommendations, guest suggestions. Yeah. Bring them on. Products. Anything you <laughs> want to tell us to do or buy or read or watch, we're here. We are here. So is everybody else listening. Um, we can't We can't guarantee that we will actually do the thing, but but we, we want to hear it. Yes. That is a good point. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> I, I just don't want to. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, and for them to be like, "But you said you," and me be like, "Well, yeah, but I can." As we've established, I can barely bring myself to read or watch anything these days. So, but we'll, I know, same. But, but all recommendations are welcome, encouraged, appreciated, and this seems like a fantastic book. I did some googling. It just seems lovely. All right. Well, Kate, we have one last voicemail. So here we go. 
Hello, Kat and Dor and all of the Forever 35 listeners. This is Dr. Vanessa Casper. I'm a nurse practitioner specializing in internal medicine in the Midwest, and I specifically do round in long-term care facilities, assisted living, senior apartments, that type of thing. And I've lost a lot of patients this season to the COVID-19 Um, pandemic. And I am responding to your New Year's Day episode from January 1st about finding self-care for essential workers. And I thought it would be important to reach out and say that that is actually why I started our podcast, Dose of Support. It's specifically healthcare workers sharing their stories from the front lines, talking about their specific role in healthcare, and their self-care ideas. Some people are coping really well and some people are looking for new strategies. And so that is what our podcast is about. We are going on 30 episodes, going strong. And Dory and I have talked about that in the past during one of your office hour visits. Um, And I'm more than happy to share the podcast with any essential worker out there that might benefit from having these hard conversations and then figuring out how we cope. So I hope you guys can play this message for your listeners and that we can stay connected. All right. All right. So oh, sorry. <laughs> You're very that was enthusiastic there, that was Dory. so weird. Um, yes. I did talk to Vanessa during one of my office hours. Vanessa was lovely. Vanessa's podcast is really great. So give it a listen. It's called like, like they said, dose of support. Um, yeah, that's, I, I, that seems like such a necessary listen right now. Totally. Totally. Thank you, Vanessa, for calling in and thank you for doing office hours with us. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Kate, it's been a pleasure to hear from all of these essential workers. It's really been amazing. We are so grateful to not just have you listening, but also helping us by sharing your stories and um, taking the time to call in and share them with us because that's not easy. Um, Yeah. And, and we, we still want to hear from you. Like this is not, it's not like we're like, okay, it's not one and done. (laughs) All done. Never have to hear from an essential worker again. Like please, (laughs) please keep emailing and texting and calling us. We still want to hear from you. Yeah. This is still going to keep talking about this. Yes. We want to keep talking about it and keep sharing uh, your stories and experiences on the show. And we do have an interview that we're scheduling for later this winter with, um, a doctor working on the front lines of COVID. So please keep it coming. We, we, we appreciate you so much and we have so much gratitude for what you are doing every day. We do. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager and our network partner is ACAS. And we will talk to you all again very soon. Bye. Bye.